It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to the big show, v tonight on a Wednesday night. Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, middle of college basketball conference tournament week. And in the Pac-12 in Las Vegas, we're about to tip off Stanford and Utah. And this was a pick'em game last night and most of today. And Stanford is going to close a one-point favorite here at Circa and DraftKings Sportsbooks. Total of uh, 136.5. Uh, Wes, the... Pac-12 champ is probably not going to come out of this game today, but uh, we've got four first-round games in the Pac-12, and we've got another late game tonight, Oregon State, Arizona State, with the Sun Devils 10.5-point favorites over the Beavers, who made a Cinderella run in this tournament for Wayne Tinkle two years ago. Let's talk about Stanford, Utah. Uh, Could it be the final game for Jared Haas as coach of the Cardinal? And uh, Utah, I think a team that showed some promise this year, especially when the Utes blew out Arizona early in Pac-12 conference play. Been a little bit disappointing down the stretch. I'm on Utah pick them in this game. Uh, it doesn't look like there's a bunch of sharp money either way. Yeah, and uh, by the way, for Utah, some injuries. Uh, Worcester did come back in the uh, season finale for Utah. So also Mattson, uh one of their big guns, uh, 
came back last game, but he still looks like he's nursing a little bit of an injury just based on uh, the finale. Utah comes in losers of five in a row. Yeah. They were 17 and nine. They have lost five straight, but uh, uh, Gabe Madsen did come back also for the last game. He only played, I think, 29 minutes, only had nine points. Worcester is also back. I would feel that, you know, Utah could match up relatively favorably here just because they can match Stanford's size. By the way, both teams uh, won on the opponent's home floor. Utah won at Maple 71-66 and then mm-hmm. lost at home in the Huntsman Center 78-72. to So a uh, rubber match here between the two. But, yeah, I was uh, I was leaning Utah here a little bit. Stanford can't defend the big kid, the seven-footer Carlson, in the post. Uh, uh, Craig Smith, I think, uh, you know, knows how to defend Stanford, really, because Stanford, I mean, it's a lot of sets. It's a lot of patterns. They struggle kind of to create their own shots. I mean, this is not a very athletic Stanford team uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So looking at this, uh, it is just about to tip off. 136 was the closing total. Pretty much stayed right where it is. Stanford looks like they got a little bit of late money. That doesn't mean it's going to be right. But maybe I'll look at this in game. That might be the way to look. It's not a big bet for me, but I did play Utah at Pickham. We'll see how it uh, pans out tonight throughout the show. Two things I like about the Utes. Uh, one is you mentioned it, Craig Smith, the coach. I, I feel like he's got the edge against Jared Haas in a game like this. I'm, I'm a big Craig Smith uh, fan, even though his team fizzled down the stretch, like you said, and lost five straight. Brandon Carlson, he's a stud. 16 points, seven rebounds, shoots 33% from three. Uh, the big man for uh, the Utes, I think, uh, has got a matchup advantage in this game. But we'll see uh, how it plays out. This is the third of four games today in the Pac-12. And the big news in this conference, Wes, bad news for the Bruins. UCLA has lost Jalen Clark, a junior wing, 6'5 wing, an elite defender, 13 points per game, six rebounds per game. They lost him for the season. We suspected this was going to be the case. He left the Arizona game with a foot injury, an apparent foot injury on a Saturday night, turns out to be an Achilles injury. So Jalen Clark, you can argue, is he the second or third best player for the Bruins? He's right there. He's very valuable. You see the Jeff Goodman tweet, a brutal blow to the Bruins to lose uh, Clark. I thought there, you know, there's no way he was going to play here in the conference tournament, West, but maybe he would be able to uh, make it back for the NCAA tournament. That's uh, not going to happen. And I just bet UCLA 14-1 to to win the thing. Two weeks ago, and why it's such a brutal blow to is Mick Cronin does mm-hmm. not have much of a bench. Even with Clark, he was only playing six guys for significant minutes. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, UCLA, by the way, still on that one line in the Pac-12 tournament, expected to be on the one line, perhaps for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They're out of the, the the last one or maybe the top two. Well, let me ask you about that. Okay, with the Clark injury, let's say UCLA loses in the Pac-12 tournament, mm-hmm. and another team rises up maybe Purdue in the Big Ten or somebody rises up to make a case for a one. Because of the Clark injury and losing in the conference tournament, do you drop the Bruins to the two line? I think it kind of depends on what other teams are going to do. I think it depends, you know, if Alabama can kind of not leak oil, if Purdue can make a run and hold on that one seed and at least make the final of the Big Ten tournament. Uh, It's going to really depend. But UCLA, in terms of their Pac-12 hopes, they, of course, are the number one seed. They will get the winner of Washington State and Oregon. Washington State, a big winner this afternoon over Cal, as as was expected. Uh, 
you know, the, I, I watched a little bit of that game, man. That Cal team. Drugful. Brutal, brutal. And Washington State wasn't really great either, but they didn't really have, didn't to, have be. to be. So <laughs> they're going to get Oregon tomorrow. And I, I know you and I both have a bet on them as a dark horse at 20 to 1 to Washington win this Pac 12 tournament. Yeah. Yes. So look, if they can get by a disappointed Oregon team, I know Dana Altman's won this tournament like three times. And you and I know what kind of a coach he is, but he just hasn't, he hasn't, they haven't pushed the right buttons up there in Eugene this year. So I think he won that tournament twice with Peyton Pritchard as his point guard. Yeah, he that helps. Peyton Pritchard that helps when yeah. you have a guy that's an NBA rotational point guard. But, you know, I look at it. If Washington State gets by Oregon, it's a tough, uh, you know, game for UCLA. Washington State's got to feel like they blew that game in Pullman where uh-huh. they should have beaten UCLA. So I think that opens it up a little bit uh, here in the Pac 12 at T Mobile. Yeah, it does. I think that injury at UCLA opens up the Pac-12 tournament and also uh, kind of weakens the Bruins' case for a number one seed if they don't win uh, that tournament here in Las Vegas this week. Earlier today in the Pac-12, Colorado, a two-and-a-half point favorite. DraftKings closed three, two-and-a-half at the circuit. Colorado wins and covers a close call, 74-68 to against Washington, and that game actually uh, went over the total of 130. Six and a half. California and Washington State, like you mentioned, the Cougars win that one 69 to 52. And uh, Washington State closed a 13 point favorite. So another win and cover for the favorite there. And now we're tipping off Stanford, Utah. And tonight we have Oregon State, Arizona State. And uh, did you play the Beavers and Sun Devils in the uh, side or total? I did not. Uh, I still have an option to do so within the next couple hours. But you know, Arizona State, it depends on what bracketologist you believe. Uh, I kind of, I think they're right on that bubble. I think obviously tonight you have to get it done. I think if they get two wins, they're probably mm-hmm. going to sneak in uh, because they have some good quality wins and that buzzer beater by Desmond Cambridge over Arizona might be what ends up punching their ticket. <laughs> but I think the Sun Devils, I think they probably need two wins to feel safe. And look, as teams play their win, teams are going to play their way out. So, you know, when people say, oh, they should be in, they should be in. Well, they're going to have 80 teams in the tournament because who's out? If you're going to say somebody yeah. should be in, you got to say somebody should be out. And the team that might be out tonight, Matt, is the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, disappointing uh, performance by the Badgers. This is one where Greg Hoops Peterson and Wes Reynolds went head-to-head. You go head-to-head with Wes, it's usually not going to work out in your favor. <laughs> Hoops went down in a ball of flames in this one. This was his DraftKings Play of the day on the website. He took uh, Wisconsin plus 115 on the money line. You said on this show last night you liked Ohio State. You played the Buckeyes 55 to 33 about midway through the second half in this game. Badgers were getting embarrassed. Then the Buckeyes went through a long scoring drought. No surprise for a team that's uh, 10 games under 500 in conference play. Uh, Badgers get back in it. They actually closed the gap to five in the final minute. Tyler Wall drives to the basket. Uh, off the mark on a short shot. He he just uh, was ineffective around the rim. He was outmatched. Uh, not as athletic as the uh, Ohio State big man. And then Wall had a wide open three at the end and was short on it. So Buckeyes get the win and cover 65-57. to 57 And uh, Wisconsin Badgers headed for the NIT. I don't want to extol the the uh, the a team that's 14-18 and 18 right now and the Buckeyes, but they have been better without Zed Key. And, you know, I, I just think that sometimes that offense can get stagnant and they can spread a little bit more. They've been playing the big kid, Okpara. Doesn't really give you a lot statistically. He had three points, three rebounds tonight, but had a couple blocks. 
you know, a little bit longer, a little bit more athletic. We know Sensiball, Sensiball, by the way, only nine points tonight, did have 11 rebounds, but uh, looking just as suing 16, Bruce Thornton 15, Sean McNeil 17. So this Ohio State team has been playing better. You know, they won two in a row mm-hmm. at home, and then they went to Michigan State, did cover that game. So, you know, we'll see if if, if they can give uh, Iowa tomorrow a little bit of a run. They did beat the Hawkeyes earlier this season, and then the Hawkeyes handled their business, of course, in uh, Iowa City. You know, this is the time of year that uh, coaches are not only trying to get their team into the tournament off the bubble, so they're also trying to save their job. As Chris Holtman saved his job, with Ohio State winning three games here at the end of the season. He's also got a really big buyout. Yeah, and so, he's got a really good recruiting class, yeah, too. So yeah. I don't know if he's in as much trouble as maybe we think. Uh, of course, uh, there are going to be some coaches. You know, now we're going to be getting the every day they parted ways with this coach. They've parted ways with that coach. So uh, uh, looks like he doesn't have to worry. I know you've always said, man, Ohio State should probably hire Chris Beard. And look, they could do a lot worse. But it looks like Chris Beard's going to have a job somewhere. Yeah, Chris Beard is the uh, leading candidate for the Mississippi job, um, ex-Texas coach. And I, I thought maybe Beard would hold out for a better job. But um, who knows, maybe uh, – that's the best job he can get. Well, and it's he hard, can hard recruit down there as well, and he can get guys. Obviously, recruits Texas very well. Maybe uh-huh. his, you know, well, up there's no NAIA. doubt he can do a good job at Ole Miss. No doubt, Wes, he's yeah. going to win. I just said, should he hold out to try to find a better job? Speaking of Ole Miss, they do advance in the SEC yeah. tournament, 67-61. No cover if you laid the late number though, minus six and a half. Gamecocks get the cover, but Ole Miss gets the win. All right, we got plenty more conference tournament action to talk about. Stay tuned, and a legend. Retires and it brings a tear to West Reynolds' eye. We'll talk about that next here on B Sun tonight. <laughs> Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Wes Reynolds, what conference has been the best in college basketball this season? It has been the Big 12. Easy answer, easy answer. All right, let's go to the Big 12 right now T Mobile Center in Kansas City. We have a final West Virginia 78, Texas Tech 62. So, Suspending Mark Adams was uh, not what the Red Raiders needed to uh, find a spark in the first round of the uh, Big 12 tournament. Ryan Hyatt, radio host in Lubbock, Texas, on with us last night, and he said, fade the Red Raiders. It was a tired team, uh, tired physically, emotionally, and uh, they got off to a good start today, but uh, yeah. West Virginia mounted a comeback and then uh, took control. 16-point win for the Mountaineers. Short favorites, too. They closed three and a half. There was actually a little bit of money that showed. It looked like on Texas Tech in the market today. Yeah, it did. And, and uh, you know, went down to like three and a half. But the Red Raiders were at, or excuse me, West Virginia was who I took a little bit as a long shot there, 15 to one. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going to get the Jayhawks tomorrow. But, look, they were competitive with the Jayhawks in Lawrence just a couple weeks ago. Two-point loss in Lawrence. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Look, West Virginia, look, they can make shots, and they've shown they can compete with uh, the better teams in the league. I, I, I felt that they were already in anyway, yeah. but, look, getting one more win never really hurts. You know, at least Texas Tech is kind of a somewhat of a quality win, even though they're a little bit down. Uh, so, West Virginia, I think, I think they're safely in the NCAA tournament. Now it's like, let's try to go win the thing. I, I think – 
I will likely be on them in the first half tomorrow against KU. I like the chances of your long shot there. I mean, it's going to come down to this Kansas game. If the Mountaineers can knock off Kansas, they're probably going to win that conference tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have been competitive with uh, Kansas this season. All right, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State on tap. About to tip in uh, 15 minutes in KC. Sooners, one and a half point favorites. And uh, the favorites flipped here, Wes, because uh, last night you could have grabbed Oklahoma plus one and a half. Now it's minus one and a half. So why do you think the money on the Sooners? Yeah, and I I, st- I kind of lean that way. A lot on the line here for mm-hmm. Oklahoma State because I think they're right on the bubble. I know Bra- Bracket Matrix has them right outside the field of 68. Oklahoma and the two meetings, they did get swept in Bedlam. This is Bedlam part three tonight in Kansas City. They really had trouble defending Oklahoma State down low. I think CC and Boone combined for 36 in the first meeting. They also harassed Grant Sherfield, and he's the one that really, I think, makes Oklahoma go. But, you know, is, and- is Anderson going to play for Oklahoma State? I'm not necessarily sure that he is, but uh, yeah, the so- the Sooners are the Sooners though are taking the money and they've taken money I think from respected betters here. I don't know if that's the difficult to be the team three times deal or, or what it is, but we are starting to see some one one and a half in the market. Maybe this I don't know if this is the same thing as we saw with Ohio State and Wisconsin because what everybody wants to do is we all know who the bubble teams are. Betters know, bookmakers know. Sure. Media knows. Everybody knows. We all know who the bubble teams are. Wisconsin was a bubble team, even though Greg Gard was like, oh, I think we're in. Uh, we'll see how he feels wait, come wait, wait, Sunday wait, night. Wait, 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 Greg Gard said that This was thinks- before the game. He said, I felt like, I feel like we're safely, we're safely in the tournament. And it showed that he told his team that, and they felt that way. <laughs> There's no way you can tell they, you. They got you down can't 27. Tell your team that? They got down 27, no Matt. Doubt. Now, they made a comeback. Because, uh, you I mean, can't tell your team we're in the tournament? Yeah. Now, now they did get a comeback because Ohio State can step on their own you-know-what and let them back in the game, but I I don't think so. And, and also, Oklahoma State, I wonder if they're going to fall prey to that because that tells you, I think – that this team is on the bubble. I don't think Oklahoma State's in the tournament right now either. Yeah, I don't even, but they're on the bubble for right. sure, and yet the market is coming against them. Right. What does that tell you? Average bettors are going to bet the team that needs the win, right? Uh, other bettors are not doing the same tonight. Uh, I, I think Greg Gard's crazy. First of all, to even suggest that we're in the tournament, uh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. finished 9-11 and 11 in the yes. Big Ten. You were the 12th seed in the, the Big Ten seed. tournament, and I know there's not much separation in the Big Ten between, like, maybe 4 or 5 through 12. There's not a ton of separation uh, there, but still. I don't know what the message that, to that's his, your That's your that's your impression. I don't know. <laughs> not sure what the message to his players was. Yeah. But it had to be, hey, we're not in the tournament unless we beat Ohio State yeah. today, so you got to play like bats out of hell. Yeah. And that's, that, they that's played, what it should have been. It was the opposite. They came out and got – bulldozed and, by the Buckeyes. And I know it's body of work. We're going to uh, hear that on all the different shows all week. It's Wisconsin's, the whole body of work. Uh, Wisconsin's body of work's not that impressive, but, Wes. But, they but were under 500 the, in the conference. That's the huh? impression. Exactly. That's the impression you leave the selection committee. I'm going to take a team that has been terrible all year, you know, that finally is playing okay basketball down the stretch. It's a 12-13 game. You lose the 12-13 game in the first round of the Big Ten tournament? No. No way. No way no. you're in the field. Even, uh, I mean, compare them to the other teams in your conference that are on the bubble. Penn State, Michigan. I'd take both those teams over sure. Wisconsin. Sure. I would, too. Become a VSIM Pro subscriber today. 
and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19, whether filling out a bracket or betting against the spread. Our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. You're going to get unlimited access to everything, including our daily best bets. Sign up today, get the betting guides, plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament for only $19, vsin.com slash subscribe, vsin.com. All right, uh, Wes, Jim Beheim has called it quits. Two year, two uh, days ago on this show, you ruthlessly <laughs> criticized Jim Beheim. Did it bring a tear to your eye after 47 years to see Jimmy B walk into the sunset today after the Orange were erased in the first round of the ACC tournament? I did not shed a tear, Matt. Uh, not you know, not I'm not dancing on somebody's demise here, but the guy did coach 47 years. And look, as much as I don't like Jim Beheim, and as much as I felt that he was a whiner, this is a guy that <laughs> did win a national championship. I don't think you're the only one who thinks he's a whiner. No, yeah. he drove me nuts, and he drove me nuts even more this season. This Coach Almighty stuff, like yeah. he got into yeah. it with the Bryant coach, Jared Grosso, and Jared Grosso, to be fair, stood up to him. Wasn't going to let him. I'm not going to let you play Coach Almighty with me. And he did. And he said, Pittsburgh, you know, Miami bought a team and Pittsburgh bought all this. That's what I think he said Wake, too. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of fitting, <laughs> ironic, that he gets it handed to him the last game of the Bayheim era at the hands of Wake Steve Forest. Steve Forbes and yeah. Wake Forest. And Steve Forbes, and they made that three. Now, there was a couple ticks of seconds they had to review, of course, to put on the clock. Steve Forbes was fist pumping in that crowd, too. <laughs> Looked right at him. So, look, I mean, you know, Jim Beheim, I think, ended his career yeah, kind of like Coach Almighty. But, look, yeah. 47 years, he won t uh, over 1,000 games, did win a national championship, five Final Four. So, he's absolutely a Hall of Fame coach. Oh, I can admit oh, he's that. He's in the Hall of Fame in 2005. Yeah, exactly. 47 years, though. I thought he was maybe going to try to get to 50. He started in 1976 as the head coach. And by the, the year way, you were born. Right before, actually. Okay. Right before 1977. But, you know, Adrian Autry, the designate, uh, they said they made it seem like the administration, that's their guy. And maybe it is, but I think it was Jim Beheim's guy. His former player, Adrian Red Autry, is going to take over as the head coach. I kind of found it ironic, you know, as I was as that came down while I was watching the Colorado and Washington game, the 8-9 game in the Pac-12 tournament here in mm -hmm. Vegas. I was kind of like, has Mike Hopkins also coached his last game at Washington? Are they going to move on oh, up there in they, Seattle? They should. They should. Yeah. So, you know, Syracuse, I, I wonder, I don't know if much is going to change. I, I think one thing's got to change is, you got to do something with that zone because these kids can shoot the three and they spread yeah. the floor now and just modern basketball. Now they can switch and, and they spread the floor. You got big kids that can shoot the three and that's what they're going to do And three and rim rate. You know, if you're an analytics believer in college basketball, those are the best shots really. So, uh, we'll see, uh, uh what Syracuse's fate is, uh, certainly, uh, 47 years, the end of an era. And, uh, an era that continues, though, is Colgate's dominance of the Patriot League. 79-61 final score. Colgate punches its ticket. Texas A&M Corpus Christi also in the tournaments. We have the Raiders and the Islanders. Former Purdue uh, assistant Steve Lutz, by the way, with Corpus Christi, gets them back in the tournament. Uh, he did. Yeah, that back-to-back. Back-to-back yeah. years. So I, I wonder if he's going to be, you know, some of because that's what happens. You know, you yeah. win these low major leagues – and all of a sudden, you become kind of a hot coach. I wonder, I don't know. I mean, he's not going to take a leap to like a power five, no. but probably uh, goes up for a bigger job. So uh, Colgate, final score, 
79 to 61. The one seed wins yet again in that league. And oh, it's not going to be an easy out. No. Patriot League champ. Uh, no, when, you're, when you're filling out your brackets, that's going to be a team that might be able to pull off an upset. Yeah, 14-point favor in a conference championship yeah. game. That's a high number. Not high enough for Colgate. They beat uh, Lafayette, who I think was the six. Wrap it up here with uh, Wake and Syracuse. So uh, Wake closed a three-point favorite at Circa, two-and-a-half at DraftKings, and the Deacons win the game 77-74. Not exactly a buzzer beater, Wes. Two-tenths of a second left of on course. the clock when the ball went through the net. Uh, so if, you have, if you're playing a buzzer beater prop in the NCAA tournament, you got to be aware of stuff like that. What appears to be a buzzer beater is not always so. But anyway, it did beat Syracuse, and it ended the Jim Beheim era. Wake wins by three. We'll come back with more college hoops. Jim Root also joins us on the show here in a half hour. Stay tuned for that. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers Squares. Place a qualifying bet, you get a square in the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at Bet Rivers squares.com betrivers.com for the sports book Wes and Matt back here on VSIN tonight we have a final in the Mountain West Wyoming had two shots to cover in the final 10 seconds and bricked both New Mexico 87 Wyoming 76 is the final at the Thomas and Mac in the Mountain West tournament and uh, Wyoming closed a Actually, an eight-point dog at DraftKings, eight-and-a-half at Circa, and nine at several other spots across the board. Trailing by 11, had a three-pointer with two seconds to go and missed it. There was a bad beat in the Mountain West today. I was on the wrong side of this one. Air Force plus seven. The number actually crashed all the way to five-and-a-half. There was a lot of sharp money on the Falcons today. And uh, Wes Reynolds, in a text, I think summed this up very well. I'll get to it here in a minute. But UNLV. Oh, you're going to put me on blast here. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, UNLV was lucky to get this game to overtime. Mm-hmm. And UNLV was really, really lucky to cover the number. 78 to 70 in overtime. If you had Air Force plus seven, like I did, that's your bad beat of the day. And, uh, Wes, a lot of times when you have the dog, you're going to die in OT, and yes. that's exactly what happened. Wes Reynolds texted me and said, squares get the lucky wins. They And and you know what? I'll, I'll cop to that because they do mm-hmm. a lot of the times because I think if you're a sharper better, it's not just picking, you know, you know sharp sides and, you know, hand, however you handicap or if you're getting into the analytics, getting into the advanced stats. It's also getting the best of the number. And, you know, there's that closing line value. And I know that doesn't guarantee you're going to win a bet if you get closing line value. But more often than not, you're beating the number. You're going to beat the game. You know, Mm -hmm. you did your job kind of as a better. And then it's up to the whoever you bet on it, whatever number to do their job. So if you you had Air Force, I think, you know, it closed, what, as low as five 
even a couple places. And I think there were mostly five and a half out there. There were seven and a half, seven. So (laughs) you beat the number and, and, and a two point line move or a two and a half point line move is like going to be massive this time. There's a lot of sharp money on the with these lines, as static as they are, but Nevertheless, uh, the the Rebels uh, go ahead and move on. Uh, they live one more day. They'll get Boise State in the first of the night session tomorrow at the Thomas and Mac. Boise's been a nightmare matchup for the Rebels mm-hmm. lately, especially and, in Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, New Mexico does advance to face Utah State. I th- I think Utah State probably feels like they're comfortably in the tournament with the with is, the uh, wins they got the bracket, later. Is that the correct? Uh, I do. Uh, our, uh, first matchup, by the way, is San Diego State and Colorado State, who advanced uh, 67-65. Isaiah Stevens uh, hits the game winner, as he usually does for the Rams. So One-man wrecking crew for the Rams. I'm going to mention this, Wes. I'm going to throw it to you because I bet the Rams in this game, but I played the money line. And how many times have you and I talked about this? Short favorites mm-hmm. on the money line. So Colorado State was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I went ahead and laid the minus 145 instead of uh, laying the points, and that paid off. Again, it's the second day in a row we've talked about a a situation like this where it's paid off. Colorado State wins 67-65. If you lay the two and a half, you lose. You bet the money line on the favorite, you win. Yeah, no question about it. By the way, Colorado State did have a 12-point lead, I think, at the under eight-minute timeout. Fresno took the lead 65-62 to in the final minute. Uh, I, I'd never seen Fresno State score a basket in the final minute, and, and and they did today, but Colorado State got the last one. Isaiah Stevens with uh, 19, including the game winner, so they advanced. They'll have the Aztecs in the morning game at the Thomas and Mac, and then the 4-5 Nevada-San Jose State. Boise State 2-7 matchup against UNLV, and 3-6 Utah State-New Mexico. So uh, none of the bottom three seeds uh, pull the upset. Wyoming's... Uh, a hard luck season. I, I think it's safe to call it that, but as many injuries as they had oh. is now over. No team in the country was wrecked more by injuries than Wyoming. And also had some player defections mm-hmm. in the second yeah, half of the season. Three, so three transfers. A lot of personnel issues there. In the ACC tournament, aside from the Wake Forest uh, defeat of Syracuse, you had Pittsburgh as a seven-point favorite covering Barely against well, Georgia a Tech. Painful loss. If you had Georgia Tech, eighty-nine, down six and they foul late, right? Eighty-nine to eighty-one. Go ahead and explain what happened. Yeah, uh, Georgia Tech. And by the way, I did lose on this game. I only played the first half uh, because Georgia Tech, nice game last night. They're playing Pittsburgh. Who are they going to be a little bit smarting? You know that first game, a little bit of nervousness, and the fact that also uh, Pitt had two chances to win the ACC. And then they end up in the five seeds. So I thought, okay, Georgia Tech, I didn't trust them in the full game with such a short bench because they, I think they had played like six guys against Florida State. So I did not trust Georgia Tech at all on a back-to-back in the second half. So I played the first half, and they ended up, it was you know going to be close to cover in the game. Georgia Tech was the better team in the second half, actually took the lead at one point uh, after being down as much as 15. But they foul at the end. Pittsburgh goes ahead and makes two free throws, 89 to 80 or 81. The final Georgia Tech once again only played six guys today, so they actually had the energy for the mm-hmm. second half and not the first half. Yeah, it's, that's uh, the opposite of what you would expect. North Carolina came into the ACC tournament needing uh, at least a, at least two wins, probably three, maybe more mm-hmm. to get to the uh, might have to win this thing to get to the uh, 68 team field. While the Carolina. Tar Heels take care of business on the first step, 10.5-point favorites, and they blow out Boston College, 85-66. to 
to 61. The threes were falling for the Tar Heels today, which means it might not fall for the Tar Heels tomorrow. Armando Baycott only played 18 minutes, I believe, hurt his ankle. I'm not, I was trying to see, I think it was a blowout, so I don't know if they put him back in the game or not. Uh, uh, or he well, he didn't come out, I know, for the second half. Uh, I stopped following it once it got to be blowout territory. But, <clears throat> you know, he was jogging uh, in the locker room and uh, outside the locker room and whatnot. So that's something to obviously keep in mind if uh, Armando Baycott, uh, and actually Hubert Davis just said, Armando Baycott told him his ankle sprain tonight isn't as bad as the one that he suffered in the Final Four and won against UVA earlier this season. So I got to think... Baycott, you know, kept him out. He was already back at the hotel receiving treatment per Hubert Davis just uh, now in the uh, postgame presser. But Armando Baycott's going to go. He He's going to play tomorrow. How effective he is going to be is going to beg the question. I know later in the show, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, all of these matchups as uh, North Carolina does go ahead and advance. Uh, looking to uh, see if we have the bracket, actually, uh, for this ACC tournament. Uh, I believe... Uh, I believe they're getting Clemson tomorrow. You know, I'm not sure. Because I don't think it's, it hadn't populated on the board. I, I have it actually right here in front of me. They're getting Virginia. Okay. So they'll play number two Virginia in the early game uh, tomorrow night in Greensboro. So no line yet up for that. We'll probably get some lines later in the show. Tar Heels hit 10 of 24 three-point attempts today, about 42%. So uh, better than their average. Uh, Wes, there was a big upset. Let's go to the uh, Big East Tournament. We had Hemi B, Tim Brando, on the show with us last night, and he said St. John's is going to take out Butler. Uh, he was right about that. St. John's 76-63 is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think a lot of people predicted this. Uh, DePaul, a four-and-a-half, five-point dog at DraftKings, beats Seton Hall mm-hmm. in a dramatic way, 66-65 to at the Garden, so the Pirates go down. I guess that's not a monster upset. But no. That that was one a lot of people thought, well, DePaul and Georgetown, those teams are going to be done right away. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Blue Demons are still alive in the Big East tournament. They are. And and it looked like Seton Hall uh, the, at the end thought that they might have had a goal 10, right. but it was after after the uh, horn went off there, or the uh, red light rather went off. So advancing is the are the DePaul Blue Demons tomorrow night. Right now, Georgetown is getting blown out. Yes. 54, 55 to 33, Villanova over Georgetown and Nova, a 10.5, 11 point favorite. And that's Tim Brando's pick mm-hmm. to win the Big East tournament. Villanova as a long shot. It's got a long road to go to get there. Uh, Wes, uh, one future I played in the um, Atlantic 10 Conference, still alive. George Mason, a 25 to 1 shot. The Patriots. Three-point favorites get the win and cover 62-57 to 57 over Richmond. Anything else notable today as we uh, go to break here for you? Yeah, uh, right now, and, and you mentioned that A-10 tournament, so let's just close out with that. Saint uh, George Washington advances over St. Joe. Final game right now going on in the Barclays Center, and that is uh, LaSalle right now over Duquesne. I have LaSalle plus 7, 71-61. Winner's going to get number three Fordham tomorrow night. All right, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State have tipped off in the Big 12 tournament. We're going to take a break from hoops. We're going to talk golf betting when we come back. we got best bets for the Players' Championship, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. We're going to go in-depth on the golf capping next here on v the Sports Betting Network. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. 
This segment of Eason Tonight, presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that help millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. Whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com at zyn.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Who was the uh, Hollywood celebrity I saw at courtside at an NBA game over the weekend throwing in some Zen nicotine pouches? Did you see that? I did not. Okay. I won't ask you then. <laughs> I was like, what are, what are we talking about? Well, it was. It actually happened. I, I was trying to remember who it was. Somebody like uh, um, Leo. Leo DiCaprio. I'll see if I can like find that. a... a, a, a uh, I don't know if it was a tweet star about as big it. as Leo, but it was somebody like DiCaprio. Let's get to... Uh, there's a debate in the golf world. What is the fifth major? Is it the VSEN Invitational in August, or is it the Players' Championship in March. He can't beat Prim Valley in yeah, the, in the dead of heat in August. Uh, it's tough to beat Prim Valley in the Beeson Invitational, but the Players' Championship's got a couple more big names in the field this week, Wes. Uh, we are missing the defending champ, Cameron Smith, last year's who, champ. Let's who put may it that be way. there as a spectator because he lives actually yeah. right there in uh, Jacksonville and Ponte Vedra Beach. Uh, Cameron Smith w- went 13 under last year. He was 30-1 to one when yeah. he won this tournament. Uh, Justin Thomas won the previous year. Rory McIlroy in 2019. No tournament in 2020. Big names. You get stars who have won this event. Wes, what type of player are you looking for? What stats are most important to you this week? Who profiles well enough to fit um, fit your playlist for the Players' Championship? Well, you've seen a lot of different players win, uh, by the way. Uh, looking at the profiles there, you got bigger hitters off the tee like Rory who have won here, and then you got ball strikers like like uh, Webb Simpson and and those guys, guys that are really good putters like Cameron Smith. Uh, that's like the main the main player I missed that went to live because he was very good to you and I. I think mm-hmm. last year on the futures board, I hit a couple with him. So, you know, looking at the at the stats uh, that I thought were important, I thought strokes gained approach was very important. It always is good drives gained, uh, which is going to measure a little bit of not only off the tee but also approach opportunities gained. Uh, the strokes gained par fives I thought were going to be important because you're going to have to score on these or you're feeling like you're losing to the field. They're mm-hmm. the four easiest holes on the course. Bogey avoidance I thought was very important. At the 17th alone on the Island Green, highest double bogey rate or worst rate on tour at 7.9%. Pete Dye, basically, the way his designs are, especially here at TBC Sawgrass, he makes you hit toward the danger off the tee. He wants you to get close to the bunkers or the water hazards or the trees because that's going to give you the best approach, actually, and the best angle really into the green. Three-putt avoidance, we talked about that last night. 3.85%, one of the highest three-putt rates on tour. A little bit of mix of scrambling and strokes gained around the green as well because these greens only 5,500 square feet on average. So they're smaller, at least, than your average greens on the PGA Tour. All right, so tell us uh, – all right. People ask me uh, almost every week, who's your favorite player to bet this week in this golf tournament? Whatever. I said, ah, it's, it's hard to just pick one. And I know you play a lot. And I think Gil was uh, kind of grilling you about uh, your high volume of plays in golf tournaments. Well, well, somebody's got to win some tickets around here. I mean, yeah, I'm a volume shooter, but it's been go. It's been going pretty solid. And uh, you've yeah. had a you've had a good season. You actually 
year after year after year, you've hit a bunch of winners. Some people wonder, how can you play so many uh, futures on these tournaments, but your formula has worked out, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and look, I've been playing more placement markets, too, on these outrights. And if you notice, if, if you get the picks at a glance email for VEASAN subscribers, you'll see, like, in parentheses, 0.5 or 0.6. That means half a unit or six-tenths of a unit, because I don't necessarily play all singles on these because, you know, you're trying to you're trying to mitigate risk, quite frankly, I think, in this, is, is what you're trying to do because you're not going to hit an outright every week. So that's why you're playing these smaller increments or you're playing placement markets, top mm -hmm. 20s, top 10s, what have you, whatever's offered to you. I know DraftKings, they offer top 40s, but... Yeah, that's what I basically do. Like, I have placements on on all of those guys, as you can see. And then even a couple of guys that didn't play on outrights. Uh, you know, I played top 20s, top 30s, top 40s. But in terms of my card this week, it's headed by Patty Ice, Patrick Cantlay. at 16 to 1. Three straight cuts he's missed here at the players. But third at Riviera, fourth at Bay Hill. Really good on Pete Dye Designs. Actually, profiled. I put that in my model this week, which you still get the article, by the way, at vcin.com. I put that in the model, strokes game Pete Dye, and he is number one in the field, always really good on these courses. TPC Sawgrass, one of uh, the better courses on tour. I think for a lot of the uh, things you just talked about there, it's a challenging course and a lot of interesting holes, and uh, it's a challenge for the players. But it's not prohibitive, right? We're, we've seen at the winter double digits under par. Oh, yeah. And uh, eight, at least eight straight tournaments the past eight, uh, by the way. The uh, celebrity who was throwing down the Zen pouches, mm -hmm. according to uh, Dr. Leo Marvin on Twitter, it was Ovechkin. Okay. Hockey player. Not, it was not uh, DiCaprio. It was well, Ovechkin. Well, he's, he's a celebrity. Hey, you know, I get him mixed up. Whatever. <laughs> I knew it was somebody uh, like that. Ovechkin. If you want hockey knowledge, you know right where to go. That's Matt Humans. Well... Ovechkin is my favorite hockey player. He's a tough dude, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, not only that, not only is he a tough guy, he can knock your uh, lights out. He's a, a hell of a player. Yeah, uh, I, he, is I, he I the know. third leading scorer in NHL history? Or I, I, like I believe he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, had a couple miles. Remember that young guy who challenged him a couple years ago? That he got the hell beat <laughs> yeah, out of him? Knocked the crap out of him? I, I love when the stars, <laughs> because usually for the stars in the NHL, you always have the enforcer, right. the tough guy that protects them. That's what I love I, about Ovechkin. I like He's when a stars star kind of fight. Guy, I remember right? Jerome McGinley for the Calgary Flames was another one. It's like, oh, he's fighting too much. Hey, some guys are, are wired differently. You mm -hmm. know? Back to golf, which is a different, much different sport than hockey. But, you know, a lot of hockey players are actually really good golfers. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I'm going to look at my playlist here. Wes, you and I got some uh, similar best bets this week, and I want to see if anything on your list is worthy of me adding here. Victor Hovland at 30-1. to 1. Now, Victor, yet to win on the PGA Tour, right? No. Or he's won on the PGA Tour. He hasn't won in the United States. I mean, in the United States. That's yeah. what I mean, over here. Yeah, he he's won, won in Puerto here. Rico, right. which is a PGA Tour event, also at Mayacoba down in Mexico. So yeah. Yeah, still seeking that first stateside win. That's right. 30 to 1 for Hoblin, 30 to 1 for Jason Day who actually uh, won this event and was a 2016. Mm -hmm. Jason Day also third in bogey avoidance right now and uh, you, you talked about that being a key stat. Will Zalatoris 37 to 1. I think Willie Z's starting to make come. He's been quiet for quite a while since he won his first tournament last August. I have not bet him West since then. 
I'm going to come back yeah. with Willie Z here at 37 to one. I know that's not a player you're on, but we're both on Keegan Bradley. At, uh, I've got him at 47 to one here at Sergio. What do you like about Keegan Bradley? Uh, just just the ball striking and mm-hmm. just the consistent form. Tenth at Bay Hill last week, second at Riviera. Got back in the winner's circle for the first time in a few years at the Zozo Championship over in Japan, and has really, I think, kept that form. By the way, let me go back to Zalatoris for a minute. He, of course, was out for a few months, had back injury sure. and had back surgery, but played very well at Riviera. Disappointed last week, did not make the cut in Orlando at Bay Hill, but. I think he's coming back around. I didn't play him uh, this week, but I think, you know, within the next couple months, I could certainly see him, uh, you know, kind of getting off the boil. Hopefully bit. it happens within the next couple days. Anyway, Victor Hoblin last year tied for ninth. He's also got a, uh, a T7 uh, two years ago in this event. Last year, I liked the way he finished, 68-69, final two rounds. Keegan Bradley, uh, a fifth last year, and a, an additional top 30, so he plays this course well. Do you think popular guys like Max Homa and Colin Morikawa are worth a shot this week or not? Are they on your list? I mean, I, I this is so wide open. I guess everybody really is because that's the thing about the Players' Championship is you don't necessarily get consistent form every single year. It's not always the same guys. Like in a lot of PGA Tour events, you're getting, okay, this guy's always in like the top 10 or top the 20 or always makes the cut here everybody's missed the cut here at some point. So you're going to see some big names. Like you look on that first page there of the odds board. Some of those guys aren't going to make the weekend, you know, and it could mm-hmm. be really anybody because this course will trick you. This course is a brute. This course is a brute, says Wes Reynolds. Okay, so uh, who's – do we have your best bet graphic? We did. Okay. That's a missed. I've seen the uh, odds up here, and I know you got Cantley, JT, Day, Hobland, Tom Kim, Keegan Bradley, and Webb Simpson. You've got seven players on Futures. Is that it? Yes. Okay. And you got plenty of, uh, you played a bunch of top 20. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A bunch of placement markets, few matchups. You can get those at the column at decent.com. Most of the guys you're playing on Futures, you play to finish in the top 20 or top 30 as well. All right. Quick break. Jim Root, who's uh, in third place in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge, he's going to join us in studio to talk College Hoops next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.